and good morning from all of us here at Victory 91.5. We were just listening to Anna Golden and her song, Peace. I hope you have the peace of God with you this morning. Amen. My name's Nathan, and I'm here with Ray. We were just talking about the first three churches of the seven churches in the book of Revelation. And here we go with number four. Ray, take it away. All right, so we have four more letters to the seven churches, and um, these are each letters to us. So the question here I want you to ask is, are you this, the next letters to Thyatira, then Sardis, and on? But where are you? If God's crying out to you, knocking on your door to talk to you, because this is that moment. He's there, he's talking, and this moment sets up where you're going in your life. Are you in Thyatira? It says this, I know your works, your love, your service, your faith, your patience, your works. Sounds really good. And the, and the last are more than first, meaning you have run a long time and you're still running hard. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you because you allow that woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess, to teach, seduce my servants, to commit fornication, to eat things, sacrifice to idols. So this Jezebel, this spirit of Jezebel that reaches all the way back to the, there was a queen, King Ahab and Jezebel, who literally uh, lived in the time of Elijah, calls herself a prophetess. And so there are people out there that we engage with that are putting themselves in positions to declare the truth, uh, but in fact are teaching lies. He says, I gave her space to repent of her fornication. She did not repent. Behold, I'll cast her into a bed. Those who commit adultery with her into great tribulation, lest they repent of their deeds. So obviously we know a lot about Jezebel, but we know the, the things in our nation today that was significantly attached to her, any sexual immorality and abortion. She killed babies. She loved to kill children. That was one of the things she was good at. She lied and in so many ways, just so, so evil. And here's what he continues. I will kill her children with death, and all the churches shall know that I am he who searches the minds and hearts, and I'll give to every one of you according to your work. So again, he's reminding uh, don't forget to, you think that things would be okay, but I'm looking at you and what you're doing. Um, so specifically, if you're enduring someone that's like Jezebel, these are going to be ministers and pastors. There's a lot of amazing people out there, but there are some that are teaching that sin is okay, that you don't have to repent. And if someone teaches you that you're covered by grace and you're okay, that sin doesn't matter, all right, that's a lie. Here's what Ezekiel 3 says. When I say to a wicked person, you will surely die, and you do not warn them or speak out to dissuade them from their evil ways in order to save their life, that wicked person will die for their sin, and I will hold you accountable for their blood. And he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end, to him I'll give power over the nations, and I'll give him the morning star. Talked about the morning star, right? That represents Jesus. So he's talking about this, this false preaching, but he says to you, I'm giving you the morning star. This is the first star in the morning and the evening. In other words, it's faithfulness. He's talking about all the unfaithful. He says, I will give you faithfulness. Then um, he says, as he says to every church, hear and overcome. Are you in Sardis? I know your works. You have a name that you live, but you are dead. So that's a very, very big difference here. Be watchful. Strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. I have not found your works perfect before God. Remember how you have received and heard. Hold fast and repent. If you don't, I'll come upon you as a thief. You don't know what hour I'll come upon you. You have a few names even in Sardis which have not defiled their garments, and they'll walk with me in white. Well, think about that, walking in white. 
who would that be? They're worthy. He who overcomes the same shall be clothed in white raiment. I'll blot out his name. I will not blot out his name from the book of life. I'll confess his name before my father and his angels. Well, now that is a wedding. You're in white. You're being confessed. You're making vows, all right? So that's an invitation to the wedding. Dead people don't marry. All right. This is a here and overcome moment for these people in Sardis. They have fallen into a place where they could be dead instead of alive, but they still think they're alive. And you have two more churches, Philadelphia and Laodicea. Uh, because you've kept the word of my patience, I'll also keep you from the hour of trial, which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. Behold, I'm coming quickly. Hold fast to what you have so that no one takes your crown. We talked about this year of corona, which means crown and authority. So this is even a warning for those who are steady and faithful. Uh, hold fast so you don't lose the very thing you have. He overcomes. I'll make him a pillar in the temple of my God. He shall go out no more. I'll write on him the name of God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down from heaven from God. And I will write on him my new name. How cool is that? 1 Corinthians 13, 12 says, for we, for now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. So uh, here and overcome. So for those in Philadelphia, it is that chance to know God in a way that is unique, intimate, every last thing. He's going to one day make some that available for some. Are you in Laodicea? I know your works that you're neither cold nor hot. I wish that you were cold or hot. So then you're lukewarm and neither cold nor hot. I'll spew you out of my mouth because you say I'm rich and you have need of nothing and you do not know that you're wretched and miserable and poor and blind and goes on and on and on. To him who overcomes, I'll grant to sit with me on my throne. Now that is divine purpose. You know, for so many, if you're hot or cold because you don't know which way you're going. So if that is the, the situation that you're find in, finding in, read through that church and begin to say the reason that you don't have direction in your life is because there are sin, things that are blinding you and you're happy and content with it and not listening to God and not able to listen to God. He wants to give you divine purpose, sort of hear and overcome. So that's the last four. That's the seven letters to the churches and the point of all of that tied in with second Passover is that God is declaring what he wants from you. He wants to raise you from the dead and cause you to be alive. Mm. There you go. That's exactly what he did on that cross. He, he died it. for us and then he came back to life and he's reaching out to you right now and he wants the same for your heart. Amen. It's a beautiful thing. Why don't you take a moment and pray too. We're in this national day of prayer. So that's a uh, good opportunity to press in. Let's do it. All right. Well, we're going to pray over our nation. It is National Day of Prayer. So we're going to be praying over any anything that's going on in our, in our land. So God, right now, we want to approach the throne of grace boldly. We want to ask that you would heal this land. We want to humble ourselves and seek your face. God, we know that there's so many things in this in this land that are so lost. There's so many people in this in this country that need you. They need to be to have their eyes open. They need the, the scales to be removed from their eyes, Lord, so they can see your love, that they can see the, the truth of who you are and that they wouldn't be. And there's a lot of people that have been hurt by the church, Lord, and that's why they, they run from you. I pray right now, if that is the case, that they would be opened up again in some way that you would send people in their hearts that would reopen their eyes to, to who you really are. 
and open their eyes to, to your love so that we can have revival in the United States, God, that we can have revival all around the world. But for this nation specifically, Lord, we, we know that we need you. There's a lot of corruption going on. There's a lot of deception going on. There's a lot of things being blown out of proportion to bring fear in the hearts of us, Lord. So I pray peace right now in the hearts of the people who live here. I pray that your everlasting peace, your peace that surpasses all understanding, your perfect peace would enter the hearts of everyone listening right now, Lord. We thank you for it all, and it's in your name that we pray. Amen. The employees of Trinity Press want to thank God for their customers and share Philippians 3.14. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the...